0: Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Inc., a registered broker dealer, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Heritage Financial are not affiliated. Welcome back into Making Money Fun, I am John Jagay, and throughout our series we've been getting to know the Heritage Financial Strategies family. Today we're gonna learn about 529 plans, and we're actually going to take the family thing literally. So let me start by introducing our first guest, that is Alden Rowe, welcome Alden, good to be with you.
1: Good morning, John, and I'm actually here with my father, Tom Rowe. Uh, My father used to be a financial aid director, and we thought it'd be fun to do kind of a little question and answer and learn about FAFSA filing and when to start and how to start navigating through paying for college.
2: Hi, John. It's good to be here with you today.
0: Great to have you with us, Tom. And I love that you're on because I remember back when I was going to college and my mom and dad and I were filing out all that paperwork, it can be so daunting and so intimidating. So to almost have somebody on, I don't want to say from the other side, but if you know what I mean, it's a really great resource to have. So I'll let you two here take it away with your question and answer and jump right in.
1: Yeah, and I think for this first question, um, we'll probably both chime in a little bit. And it has to do with when do you want to start planning for college? You know, wearing the investment advisor hat, obviously, I say as early as possible, Mm -hmm. just so you can really take advantage of growth over time and compound interest. But the interesting thing about planning for education is that there are a lot of unique ways to pay for it, whether it's scholarships, grants, loans, or a specialized savings account called a 529.
2: And I would chime in that the more you can save before your child goes to college, the better, because even if he's eligible for some grants in college, student debt due to loans is very heavy these days. So the more you can save ahead of time, the better. One way to think about saving for college in 529
1: plans is the idea is really imagine giving your child or a family member the gift of not having student loan payments and not having that debt burden. And the freedom that that will give them as they proceed on with their life, just in their ability to make career choices that they're a little more passionate about, or be able to buy a home faster or start a family faster. I think for a lot of families, mine included, it definitely can delay that process a little bit. So I guess kind of starting at the beginning, and this is for the process of applying for financial aid and what that looks like, dad. When does that process start? And how does someone apply for financial aid?
2: Let's well, in the uh, fall semester of the senior year in twelfth grade. your child is going to be already thinking about where he wants to attend college, hopefully. he'll be applying to college during that fall semester of the senior year. and also as soon as possible after October first, this senior year, uh, you and your child together will apply for the FAFSA, which is the free application for federal student aid. And I want to emphasize that, uh, First word is free. If you are led to a website that wants to charge you money for applying for federal aid, you're on the wrong website.
1: That's a really good tip. And I think it's something that we're seeing more and more now as things are digital and you're interacting less with people is people kind of trying to find a way to make a buck here and there. And so I think that that free piece is a good tip. So, you know, you are on a legit website. I guess another little piece with that too, is as you're going online and filling out information double check the url if you get an email make sure the source is from where you expect it to come from
2: the website is fafsa.gov that will redirect you to studentaid.gov
0: and as long as you see that .gov you know you're in the right place
2: and that site also has a lot of useful information about the process of applying for aid so it's uh never really too early to go and check out that site and start reading about the process and tips for saving beforehand.
1: So as a family planning for college, what do you think is the best way to get a rough estimate of how much the family will need to contribute versus how much the student might get in grants
2: or need to take out loans? Probably the best way to start there all then is to go to the FAFSA website, the same one that has the application, and they have an expected family contribution calculator. So you can estimate how much aid you're going to get First of all, by finding out how much your family is expected to contribute. And then from there, you've got to make a rough estimate of the expenses in the college you're going to. And each college usually has a financial aid estimator too. So between the FAFSA estimator and the uh, expected family contribution estimator on the college website, you could get a pretty good idea usually of how much financial aid you're going to be able to get. And financial aid breaks down into free money, grants, and scholarships. Uh, the grants come from the federal government and perhaps the state government. The scholarships come from the college itself or uh, sometimes private nonprofit organizations. And then beyond the free money, there's uh, loans, which sometimes colleges offer loans. Most often, though, they're federal loans. and uh, There's also work-study available. So you want to piece together enough money from your own resources you saved, plus these different kinds of financial aid to allow your son or daughter to attend college. And as we're thinking about it from the investing
1: side and the 529 side, it's not that we're necessarily planning to cover all of the tuition, all the expenses from the 529. I mean, if we can, that's amazing. But it's one of the best ways to think about it is as a supplemental piece, which can be used either for um, specific costs, like maybe tuition or on board or traveling abroad. And sometimes it can also be something that's balanced with allowing a student to maybe work part time while they're a student to not have to take on any loans. So it's a tool which just gives a little bit more availability and options. Rather than thinking of, I need to make sure I absolutely save enough to cover every possible expense.
2: Right. There's no way to predict the actual expenses until you get into college. For instance, uh, my daughter wanted to go to Greece one year, so we had to scramble to try to make that work. And maybe your child will get lucky and get a good paying job in college that will cover a lot of the expenses. It happens. So there's there's various things that can happen along the way that you aren't prepared for, but after you save the money that you can for college, then the, uh, one other point is that there are private scholarships that can help out. And so grade point average, whether your son or daughter is involved in extracurricular activities while in college, maybe some community events, different things. Uh, depending upon your particular situation, you might find different scholarships that would be available. To your child. Awesome.
1: So as a parent kind of navigating through this, let's say maybe have a senior next year, what are the different steps in terms of actually filing and, and what does that look like?
2: Okay. So when you're ready to file your FAFSA, you go to the fafsa.gov, fill out the FAFSA. I would suggest that you fill out the application with you and your student together, answering the questions about income and assets and family size and things like that. There's many, many different scenarios that families are in these days. So I don't think we need to get into all the details, but basically financial aid eligibility is based on income of the parent, income of the child, assets of the parent, assets of the child, and family size. And also how many are going to college. The government takes into account all these different things in calculating the expected family contribution. And the expected family contribution, when it may seem rather high to you, and unfortunately, the government uses this formula to help limit free aid, to help limit the Pell Grants and the other free aid. So it may not seem fair. You may get asked to contribute $12,000 a year, and you may say, well, that doesn't make any sense. I can't contribute $12,000 a year. But that's unfortunately the way the formula works and what can't be covered by need-based aid can be often filled in with non-need-based aid in the form of the loans. And one of the things to think
1: about as we're talking about expenses is how long until your child actually goes to college. I've got a seven month old right now. So we're thinking, you know, we're looking at at least for us, for our family, it'll be 18 and a half years before We're going to be going through this. So if we look at the cost of college today, that's not necessarily going to be a realistic goal for almost 20 years from now. So it's definitely something to take in consideration as you're planning this is what that might look like and talk to uh, an investment professional about potentially estimating that or trying to get some more concrete numbers on what it would look like when your child hits that point.
2: One thing that can save a lot of money is going to local colleges. Sometimes families will opt to go to a community college for the first two years to save money and then transfer to a four-year college. That saves quite a bit of money. Uh, Going out of state is always more expensive. Even to a state school in another state, it's going to be a lot more expensive than to go to an in-state public institution. Private institutions can vary a lot in how much they charge. So it's worth looking at different private institutions in your area or around the country, especially if your student has a high GPA, they might be able to get a scholarship to some private college that's more favorable than uh, a local public
1: college. Perfect. And as we wrap up here, Dad, is there anything else that you think is important that parents who are planning for this or will be going through this at some point need to be thinking
2: about right now? The thing that's... uh good to keep in mind is that the value of the education in my mind is determined by whether your student is really prepared to go to college and wants to go to college and whether they have a practical plan for college. I, in my years in financial aid office, I saw a lot of students just kind of coming to college because that was the next step and they didn't know what else to do. And that isn't really a good reason to go to college. It's good to have some sort of plan or to do well in college, to find something practical to do, even if it's just a matter of developing their mind. And uh, a lot of people don't end up getting jobs in their major, but to go to college and just kind of mess around and do it for a social occasion, that's a very poor use of money.
1: Yeah, it is a very expensive way to figure out what you
0: want to do. I'm thinking of the movie Van Wilder from a few years ago where the guy was in college for six or seven years and that just became, like you said, um, just a a social tool. I love that point. Some people go to college just because they feel like they should. That's what they're supposed to do. That's the next step. College isn't for everybody. And there are a number of people I know that are very successful that have not gone to college or gotten a college degree. You really got to make sure that this is what you want to do and it's the right move for you before you make this kind of a giant financial commitment to it. Exactly. Absolutely.
2: There's nothing wrong with taking a gap year. A year, if you're unsure, you could take a gap year Mm -hmm. try to get into some kind of work. Maybe you get into construction work and you'd love it. These days, construction people get paid sometimes a lot more than people who work in offices. So it's worth thinking about your priorities and finding out what you really want to do in life. Yeah.
1: Well, there's also the opportunity cost of, you know, your average four-year degree takes four and a half years. So with that, you're spending four and a half years not developing a career with work experience. And that's something that is part of that equation, right? There's the monetary piece, but there's also the, am I ready? Do I have a firm enough grasp on myself to know what I'd like to do and what I can stick with? So definitely, I think a lot of good stuff. So thank you so much, dad, for coming on and thank you, John. Thank you all. And it was fun to be here. Our next podcast will be diving into
0: 529s in more detail. I love that. So we've talked today about the actual process of applying for financial aid and that FAFSA form. And we're going to link to it in our show notes here for anybody who needs it. And as you said, Alden, in our next episode, Alden and I are going to get into these 529 plans that can be used to save for college and related expenses. In the meantime, if you want to reach out to the team at Heritage Financial Strategies about 529 plans, about anything regarding you or your family's financial future, You can go online to heritagefinancialaz.com. Again, that's heritagefinancialaz.com or give the team a call at 480-397-1184. Again, 480-397-1184. All the contact info will be in the show notes. Alden, Tom, great to have you both. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, John. Thank you, John.